Well, good evening, y'all, and happy Lord's Day. Thank you. It's great to see you guys. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I had the 9 o'clock Mass. It's good to be back. Um, guys, I remember when I was a deacon, um, there was uh, a lady that uh, cooked for the, for the priest in the house, and she was a faithful, faithful uh, woman. She was uh, a full gospel Baptist, um, just a beautiful soul. And I will never, ever, ever forget, every single day I'd go into the kitchen and she would have her Bible, and it was set out on the table. And in between cooking, as she was waiting for whatever it was that she was cooking, she would be sitting there and she would read her word. And it was highlighted and had little notes and everything. I was like, dude, that is a treasure. I was like, I want my Bible to look like that. And so I began thinking, like, well, I've got to start reading a little bit more. <laughs> um, and, you know, but she really inspired me. Like, I really was like, man, that's incredible. Like, she was a woman of the word. And that's what the readings today are all about. It's all about the word of God. You know, that seed is the Word of God that falls onto the soil, which is our hearts, right? And sometimes we think as Catholics that we're not really people of the Word, right? And we get even accused of that sometimes. Oh, you Catholics, y'all don't pray through the Bible, right? We get accused of it sometimes. But guys, think about it. Whenever you come to Mass, the whole first half hour is all about the Scriptures, it's called the liturgy of the word. It's what we're in right now, right? It's the moment where every single mass, you've got this pulpit, you've got the word of God here. You're going to hear a reading from the Old Testament. Today was Isaiah. You're going to hear a psalm. You're going to hear a New Testament reading. Today was from Romans. And then you're going to have a gospel. So you have four different parts of the Bible read every single Sunday. And then Monday through Friday, you have another first reading, a psalm, and a gospel. And then we get to this really cool part where we have the Bible right, the scriptures right here, and you pick it up, and I begin to process around with it, and I go over here to the pulpit, and I'll open it, and I'll proclaim the Word of God, and all of a sudden I'll kiss it, right? See, we bend down and kiss the Word of God. Like, that's a really incredible reverence that we have for the Word of God. Like, you don't do that with other books, do you? You don't think you take your chemistry book and start processing around your living room with it. You don't kiss it after you finish studying. No, that's just a chemistry book. As great as it might be, it's just chemistry. It's not the Word of God. And so we have an incredible, as Catholics, an incredible reverence for the Word of God. Matter of fact, what the church teaches, it's really beautiful. It says, we reverence the Word of God the way that we reverence the Eucharist. What if you had the Eucharist sitting on your nightstand next to your bed? Yeah. Like, that's how the... the the Catholic Church reverences the Word of God, right? Incredible. And so Jesus, in the readings today, he's going to speak of this seed. And that's what, what played on from Isaiah, from the first reading. The psalm spoke about it, and the gospel speaks about it. The seed is the Word of God. It's the Scriptures. Jesus is the sower. He's the one that scatters the seeds, right? And the rain that comes down is the grace that helps that seed to grow. And so, uh, I don't have a whole lot of time, right? I mean, we do have that 30 minutes of the Liturgy of the Word, and you have about 8 minutes to preach a homily, or 10, maybe 15. <laughs> but there's four types of soil that I want to look at today, right? And I want you to think about it, as we go through it, what soil am I, right? There's four kinds of soil. The seed is the Word of God, and it's going to be scattered onto four different kinds of soil. That's our heart, right? What kind am I? I want you to think about it. Take an honest look at it and think about it. So here's the first, the first soil Jesus speaks of. He said, this is the path 
right? And this is a hard path. You can picture it in your mind, maybe one of those old paths that's been walked on for ever and ever and ever, and they're dry and they're cracked and the grass don't grow on them. Like nothing grows right there, right? This is the hard path that the Word of God is thrown onto it and it doesn't take. The, the birds come and snatch it away, he says, right? Well, it's kind of like this. Let me give you an example. Um, a while, a few months ago, I went to um, the doctor for my yearly, my yearly checkup, which I hadn't been to the doctor in probably about 15 years. So, um, <laughs> so I went for a yearly checkup, and uh, he looks at me, he goes, Father, he said, i got to tell you. He said, you have high cholesterol. I said, Dr. Francis, that's for old people. <laughs> and he's like, you're 48. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting there, right? And so... <laughs> So he said, I said, well, what do I have to do? I said, Doc, I really don't like medicine. I really don't want to take medicine. He said, look, if you don't want to take medicine, you have to exercise, you have to start eating right, and you've got to hydrate yourself. Okay, let me try that, right? So the hard road, the hard path would be as if he would tell me that, and I'd have looked at him and just said, nah, that's okay. I don't feel like messing with it, right? I just opted out, right? I, I wouldn't do it. Um, not because I didn't have time to do it, but I just didn't feel like putting the effort in to do it. See, that's that hard ground, right? That's the one where the, the, the seed was sown to it, right? He told me to do something. I just choose not to. So in this soul, in this heart, it might look like this. It might look like a person who grew up maybe Catholic all of their life. They went to Catholic school in St. Joe or St. Jim. They went to E.D. White, and then they went to college. <clears throat> they might have gotten married in the Catholic church. Um, but faith never became theirs. It just became something they attended, right? It was just something that they went through. They had the seed presented to them for 12 years of school. Just choose not to. It's okay, I'm just going to go do my thing. All right? And that's where the enemy comes and snatches the seed. And it never, ever, ever produces what it should have produced, right? So maybe someone in here is that, that soil, right? Right? The second soil, he says, is the rocky ground. Right? He says, this is the soul that hears the word of God, receives it with joy. Like you really love this, right? You receive it with joy, but doesn't have a lot of roots. The sun comes out and scourges it. Scourge, scourge, scourge. It scourges it. Um, and, and the little seed, the little plant dies. Like what it should have become, didn't become because there was a whole bunch of rocks in the way. Going back to my doctor, this, is, this would have been as if he would have told me, hey, Mitch, you have high cholesterol. All right, doc, what do I have to do? You've got to start eating right, you've got to exercise, and you've got to hydrate yourself. And so this would have been that moment where I'd have been like, all right, I got this. I'm going to go and join the gym at the wellness center. I'm going to start carrying around my little water bottle, my little one-gallon water bottle. I'm going to hydrate myself. I'm going to eat right. So I do that. It's week one, right? And I'm doing good. I hadn't eaten Chick-fil-A all week, right? Week two comes around. What happens? I start slacking off a little bit. I'm still hydrating. I still got my little gallon of water with me, right? And I'm, I'm still doing good with my exercises, but I maybe messed up on my meal a little bit and didn't quite eat right. Maybe I ate a bowl of ice cream or something, and that kind of messed me up. Then week three comes along. What happens? Starting to go down a little bit more, right? I missed a couple of exercises, a couple of days. I didn't eat quite as well as I should have. Um, got busy. People were pulling at me. Father, can I talk? Father, can you come see? Father, you mind coming over? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit busier. Put those things on the side. Week four comes along. Guess what happens? <whistles> yeah. I just start making a monthly donation to the wellness center. 
I'm not carrying my little water bottle around. <laughs> I'm not exercising anymore. I'm not eating right anymore. I'm so busy. I'm doing fast food all over the place, right? But I was really excited in the beginning. But in the end, it just kind of died off. You see, this is the same thing when it comes to the spiritual life. Think about this. This is the heart that receives this. This is somebody who, man, you've, you're just on fire for the Lord. You, maybe you just made awakening, or maybe you went to the Acts retreat, or maybe you came to Mass, or maybe you went to adoration and had this powerful experience. And you're filled with joy. And week one, you're like, dude, I'm going to Mass every day. I'm going to pray my rosary. I'm going to read the Scriptures for about five hours every day. I'm going to do acts of kindness. And I'm going to do all these things. And week one, you're doing good. Week two gets a little more difficult. School gets a little more demanding and things start to happen. And so you start slacking off on some of those spiritual commitments. And then week three comes and it gets even harder. And you're like, I'm barely making it to Mass on Sunday. And my prayer life is kind of suffering right now. And I'm not reading the Word like I was. And, and then week four hits. And what happens with that? Yeah. Back in the confessional. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what happens with that heart, the rocky heart. This is the moment where all of a sudden in our spiritual lives, we get to that point where we had good intentions. I was fired up. The Lord was speaking to me, but now I'm down here. And so I have to begin to medicate myself. I'm not talking about pills. I'm talking about I got to do something in my life to medicate this emptiness that I feel, whatever that might be. And so this is where we find ourselves instead of having that part of our lives fueled by the Word of God, we begin to just kind of self-medicate and just choose our favorite sins. This is the shallow soil. Okay? This is the rocky soil that Jesus speaks of. And that one doesn't last real long. The minute persecution hits, the minute hard times come around, the faith goes out the window and we medicate. Got to find something to, to numb this, right? Okay, so that's rocky soil too. Again, thinking, which one am I? Here's the third one. This is the one where the Word of God is thrown into an area and there's a bunch of thorns and thistles. And this one is interesting because it doesn't last, not at all. What happens is it immediately dies. It gets choked out, it says. With what? The cares of the world and the delights of riches. Choke it out. This is the one that says, mm, I'm too busy for all that, Right? This is the doctor talking to me, saying, uh, Mitch, you got high cholesterol, you got to start exercising, you got to eat right, you got to start uh, hydrating yourself. And this is whenever I just go, Doc, you have no idea how busy I am. I don't have time for any of that. Right? This is the just too busy kind of person who says, you know, I'm going to be a good guy, but that's about all I got time to do. <laughs> that prayer life stuff, don't have time for it. It gets choked out by the worldly concerns. Right? And we all, we feel this. Sometimes we go through various stages of all these soils, right? We feel this, right? And so this is the I'm too busy to have a prayer life. Um, and so <clears throat> then we get to the fourth soil, right? And this is the one that we all want to be, right? This is the good soil, right? This is the one that the Lord speaks of that receives the Word of God and it begins to bear good fruit. This is the soil that we're made for, Right? And this is what happens. So the doctor comes to me, Mitch, you got high cholesterol, you got to eat right, exercise, hydrate yourself. And this is where I would get super excited. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be great. I'm going to get back in. I'm going to get back into my health. I'm going to get back into working out. I'm going to start running and doing all these things. And it lasted for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, four months. Into the fifth month, it's going great. Matter of fact, as of yesterday, I went jogging. 
at 12 o'clock in the afternoon in 102 degrees <laughs> heat. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the smartest little white priest on the campus, but, um, <laughs> but I, am, um, I am committed, <laughs> right? I'm very committed. And Dr. Francis would have been like, dude, I'm so proud of you for being so committed to exercising, but you need to do it in the morning, right? Not the smartest thing in the world, but that's the soil This good soil is the soil that is ready to receive the Word of God. And even though tribulations and hard times are going to come, it's not going to wash it away. But how do you do it, right? Well, whenever you look at the physical world, uh, we have to stay hydrated. Like my doctor told me, stay hydrated. Great. Um, Very difficult to do, especially when you have a bladder the size of mine, which is like the size of an apple seed. It's very hard (laughs) to to stay hydrated. But... uh, In the spiritual life, we have to stay hydrated. So many times what happens in the spiritual life is we just get hydrated for one hour once a week. Imagine if you only drank water for one hour once a week. You'd be in the hospital, right? But in the spiritual life, we've got to stay what we would say spiritually hydrated. Well, what what does that look like? How do I do that? Well, it's, uh, it's kind of making frequent stops throughout your day to take a sip of water, right? Frequently throughout your day, it's super important that we stop and we just speak to Jesus. That lady, when I was a deacon, she was staying spiritually hydrated. Frequent stops throughout her day, she was just reading the Word of God. It was incredible. Little stops in your day just to pray a Hail Mary or Our Father or a Glory Be whenever you're walking from here to another spot on campus. or, Or maybe you have to go and have a big meeting with somebody and you want to just stop and just get in God's Word for a little bit and read, or maybe you go stop by the Adoration Chapel. You're like, you know what, maybe this week I'm going to try to get to Mass during the weekday. But it's constant things throughout your day. You know, a little bit here and there. And before you know it, you drink a whole gallon of water. I don't know if you've ever tried to drink a whole gallon of water all at one time. It's terrible. We used to do it on retreat. You drink it, it's called the Gallon Challenge. Drink an entire gallon of water without stopping, and you are for sure going to puke. <laughs> it's just what's going to happen. So sometimes we try to do that. We try to take too much in at one time, and it doesn't work for us. It's too much. So what we do is you spiritually hydrate slowly throughout the day. Kind of like in the summertime, whenever we have those little afternoon showers that we always have, right? In Louisiana, we called them, growing up as kids, we called them um, muka showers. <laughs> it's a fun word, right? Muka. Um, it's a muka shower. It just kind of like, it pours for a little bit and then it's done. Well, that's what we want. That's those little moments throughout the day that it's just watering the soil so that whenever God's Word is presented to it, it has somewhere to root. It's got a good soil to land on, right? And that's what we really, really want because that's what we got to realize is that this is what we're made for. We're not made to be spiritually dehydrated. We're made to be hydrated within our souls so that the Word of God can be presented to us and it can begin to grow. Like God has a purpose for us. Like God has something for us that He wants to give to us that is so great and so magnificent. We just have to be able to receive it and sometimes not have to figure it out. The Word of God isn't figured out. The Word of God is received. And the Word of God begins to take root in our souls and something very beautiful comes out of that. Our life is made to be something beautiful. Our life is made to be something that is worthwhile. Our life is made to be something that makes a difference 
in this world and the lives of those around us. What is that? It's whenever we're doing that thing that God created us for. It's whenever we receive that from God into the soil of our hearts and it begins to grow and it begins to produce fruit. And so whatever it is that we do in our lives, we're producing good fruit, acts of charity, being nice to people, praying for them, making frequent stops along our day to soak into God's Word, to pray, to be in communion, relationship with Jesus. Like, so that's what I want to leave you guys with. I'll, I'll leave you with a challenge. This week, try to stay spiritually hydrated. Try to make little frequent stops throughout your day just to tell Jesus hi. Knowing that He's with you all the time. And so just do little things, whatever it might be. You might want to say a few you know, prayers throughout your day. You might want to read the Scriptures a little bit throughout the day. Whatever it is. You know what's going to work best for your schedule. But just talk to Jesus along the way. Make Him part of your day. And you will begin to see that life is going to be magnificent. It's going to have purpose. You're going to feel lighter. People aren't going to make you so mad quite as quick, right? Because Jesus is with you. And so I challenge you to that this week. Try it each day. Be spiritually hydrated so that we can come to receive God's Word within our life and we can produce all the fruit that He intends for us to. Amen?